Listen up. It's TLDL. Welcome to TLDL. Welcome back, everybody, to Too Long Didn't Listen. My name's Alex. My name's Chloe. And today we got an interesting episode for you. I'm hot. Yes, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot, you guys. I don't know where you live and what hellfire your landscape (laughs) is, but I am miserable and everyone knows. And we just actually just started complaining about it. Well, this week's been in the 90s. Yes. we And this is like starting the heat of the day, though. Like this is my house gets really hot around this time Mm -hmm. and it's been 90 for like a week. And it's my whole personality right now is just (laughs) being hot. hot. I'm so over it. Um, well, it's happy hot, baby. summer, everyone. Happy I summer. hope this is what you wanted. <laughs> I literally moved hot here for summer. the weather and I'm just like complaining Same. Same. constantly. I so I can't do it. I would rather this than um, Massachusetts snow, though. God bless you all. Yeah. Take foot baths. You know what my annoyance is? What? You always fucking interrupt me. Yeah. We got a comment on one of our TikToks. If you don't follow us on TikTok, follow us on TikTok. But you fucking interrupt everything. Yes. You know what's funny? I before I got into even podcasting with you, I was like, oh, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm in for. You know, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> but it's funny that other people get annoyed for me. Dude, it annoys me. Yeah. I don't like that I interrupt. Yeah, I like talk about something. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad about it, but I think it's funny. I hate it. I hate it. I like don't want to post. It's so funny because someone commented on a TikTok that we uploaded that when Alex sent it to me for approval, I literally said, will you cut out the front end of it because I interrupt you? And that annoyed me. Oh. And then you were like, no, I think it's funny. And so you uploaded it. And this mm-hmm. guy goes, can you let him talk? And I was like, <laughs> okay. I recognized it. But it is true. And I was going to also say mm-hmm. the last episode we did, obviously I was impaired. Oh yeah. You were stoned. I was really stoned. I was, but it didn't sound like it when I listened back, but I didn't interrupt nearly as much. So I'm going to pull that energy. Yo, it didn't sound like it, but if you watch the YouTube video, it fucking looked like it. <laughs> I am humiliated. We're going to Reels will already be out at the point that you're hearing this. Oh, oh my, my God. God. My I, eyes. I was laughing all last night at the same clip that I sent you. I was laughing this morning. My cheeks were hurting in my house. Gizmo's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Let's get into Move it. On. There are my, that's my annoyance. I'm burning up from the inside out. Hell yeah. I'm oh. not really annoyed that you interrupt me. I think it's fine. I'm working on it. I, I'm cool with it. Um, I'm not cool with that. I really do accept that about you. Thank and you. Not even in a, like a, I'll get over it. Like I actually do. I interrupt because I am so afraid if I don't get out what I'm going to say, I'm going to like forget it. And I really want to share and it's that. it's so important that the person, what the person's saying, it's more important than what the person's saying. Me forgetting it is what's more important. It's not that I want to interrupt you to like say my thought. I'm just afraid that I'll lose it. And then when you're done talking, I'll have forgotten what I was going to say, but I'm working on I'm working on it. Yeah. I think I can depend on my memory a little better than I am because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to forget. But I just we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because it was like Fourth of July the other week, which I have a different take on because I come from a Latino family. That's like I posted something on Instagram about it. I'm actually grateful my parents moved here. And I'm not patriotic and I don't wave flags around. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that in Brazil. But um, 
I am, I'm glad there's countries that are a lot worse. Brazil is not a great place to be living at the moment. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, but yeah, anyways, that's I've noticed that from some of my friends who've come from other countries or like families have come in that they are more respectful because they're grateful. And I guess for me right now, though, I'm just like, I don't think even people who moved here at this point with the way our laws are going, I don't know if it's much better. And I'm saying that knowing that there's obviously like third world countries that there are really bad things happening, but I don't think just because someone moved here and their parents worked hard or they've worked hard for citizenship. One of my friends herself got citizenship. Yeah. My parents did too. Yeah. I don't want to like, I just don't think that they're obligated to be like, Oh, I love America and be, I'm so grateful to be here and not like you, you they're citizens. They can hold us accountable and complain about it too. I For guess sure. I just want them to feel like you, you did it. You're an American. Now you're allowed to complain. Like you don't yes. have to be like, Oh, I'm so grateful. It's like, no, don't, don't infantilize yourself like that. Like, or infantilize yourself like that. Like you're allowed to not like it here too, even yes. though it's a better option. I just don't want people to feel like they have to be so grateful. Cause we're like, you're lucky. It's, I don't feel that way. And you're allowed to complain around me. Like uh-huh. that's something I hate is when people feel like they have to be super patriotic because they've. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not that. I mean, I don't, like, I don't, I don't feel, care. I don't feel patriotic. I don't ever like I always say, I don't, I'm never in like a club. I can't fit myself as American, as a patriot or whatever, but I um, am glad for what it's worth for all the dice, like uh, everywhere we could have landed on the, in the world, my family did land here mm-hmm. and it was a great starting point. Cause we would, we, my mom grew up in a tobacco farm working as like a child, like right. in a tobacco farm. And I'm so. so glad. And I'm sure like that gratefulness is there. I just don't want people to feel like, Oh, if we're around Americans, we have to be like, we're so lucky. Like America's the greatest country. It's like, it's okay to criticize it. For, oh, for well. sure. You know, I don't think I there's just, any shortage of Latinos criticizing. Okay, God. I, was I in hear the kitchen. sometimes people around me and I'm like, oh, you guys, I am not the one you have to like, like the flag for. Yeah. Like, you're, oh, we're, yes. we're, this is a safe space. You're also allowed to complain about our, all of our and like human a, rights being taken away. Yeah. And there's such a contrasting like culture white people culture let's talk about white people uh, culture really quick because <laughs> what is white culture there's a lot there's a lot and it's all it all comes from because there's not um like with american culture there's not any specific like lin- like ancestry from one white country you know what i mean it's all like kind of a mix from all these other stuff mm-hmm. it's kind of created from like all the dysfunctional aspects of society you know mm-hmm. what i mean like reality shows great great moment of white people culture is when we went for a walk the other day and you had your huge ass sunglasses on and you're like straight and blonde hair and you're like looking at this guy you're like oh he's so cute look at you oh my god like these huge ass it was amazing i was like this is white culture right here i'm so glad i can represent but but you have goats so i have goats yeah anyway i just like get caught up in the fact that i still live in such a rural area and i do think they're cute i know i felt like I was on a show where they just transplanted someone. Oh, it was very That's what I looked like in that life. moment. Yes, it was. It was. It yes. Was so that is so funny. I definitely, I just defaulted to like the most inherent white girl. Like, I don't pose? know, persona. I had a hand on my hip and I was like looking at the ghost. And I was like, you're cute. Like, look what at you. the fuck? I know it's in there. It yeah. White people culture is. Um, What's some examples of it? 
Um, what are some things? Um, appropriating different um, other food cultures. cultures. Yeah, yep, food yep, cultures yep. like pizza, like bur- well, burgers Asian and fries. Food, burgers and Cajun fries. Food. Oh yeah, we have burgers and fries. Okay. Milkshakes. Yeah, we do have. We love milk. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, hot dog eating contests. Oh my gosh, that is fucking white people culture. At my work, there was these two two dudes, two white dudes. They were like. Oh, you know, like the uh, the hot dog eating contest and their contest and they're naming the guy's name. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, and he won and blah blah blah, and they're getting all hyped up. And I turn around to the dudes in the kitchen, all Mexican <laughs> guys. And I was like, and they say white people don't have a culture, and we all started fucking cracking up because they were legit oh hyped. Oh my god, yes. Hyped. When Alex first told me that story, I like yelped because it is so funny and it's so true i didn't know about this hot dog eating contest until this year actually i have a mom group on facebook that i and i talked to a couple girls and they live on the east coast and then more like well whatever florida's considered and they were talking about this guy named joey chestnut and i was like i don't know who the fuck you're talking about and they were like you're lying i said no i no idea. What are you talking about? And like, he is like a competitive eater. Like he does the hot dog eating contest every year. And I said, what hot dog eating contest every year? I was like, what are you talking about? Competitive eating. What? Yeah. That is America. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. White people culture. But I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like the one on like the 4th of July every year, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And I said, <laughs> Nathan is a great said straight up. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. So I texted all my friends and I was like, let's see, let's see. Is this a me thing? Is it someone else? I texted all of my friends. No one knew. Oh, okay. No, none of my friends yeah, 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 knew yeah. what the fuck Joey Chestnut or this hot dog eating contest. Never even a heard of it. A couple guys did. And I think there was like one girl I know, because I sent it out to a bunch of group chats. I was like, I need to get a big group consensus. <laughs> I put it on poll. Twitter. I put a poll on Twitter. I did. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm proud to be a bad white person. Like, if I don't know, I'm good. I'm. But I was like, I can't be the only one. So a lot of my friends did not know so yeah. i do think there's different um pockets different pockets of white people culture because mine are like the big sunglasses talking to animals about how cute they are yes and like you know i know a lot of people i feel like in my pocket value animal lives more than human lives like that's the funny that is the fo- funny like pocket i fall into stereotypically even if oh it's not God, true for sure but that's what i look like that is my like white person genre yeah really quick when yeah. i was trying to make a reel for your adoption story oh, i tried putting shit. in foster yes. care hashtags mm-hmm. and it's only fostering dogs when you put in adoption <laughs> adopting pets yeah there is and it was like one plus million five hundred and ninety nine k like hashtags and you put in like foster care system is flawed foster care fails or whatever um it's like thousands like people don't thousands. care about kids in this country it's also funny because we specifically don't care about kids in this country like we don't raise our kids like in a communal way that so many other countries do we don't we just don't have the support yeah like raising a child in this country moms always talk about like how isolating it is it is so different and like so it's just funny when people are talking about the pro-choice pro-life and like saving our babies it's like i I honestly can't think of a society who hates babies more we don't give a long maternity leave we barely Mm -hmm. get paternity leave some don't at all um there's no like programs or anything for for anyone really major blind spot we have to pay for our own birth like 
it, unless you have private insurance or through a company, but private insurance, I you're mean, still it's just, paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up, thank God I had insurance, Jesus, but it's like $30,000 to have a kid. If you don't have insurance, like who's going to pay for that. So it is really funny and not surprising at all to hear that there's no like social media following of those types it, of hashtags. They sad. don't care. They don't care. Like, there's, yeah, uh, yes, for sure. Is there, what is a good aspect? Do you think of white people culture? Honestly, because there is obviously some, some, something. I just, I grew up resenting a lot I don't of like know, American because stuff. I was even going to say like maybe Reality Americans. TV. I was going to say maybe like we are very simple people. But then again, we don't even enjoy the leisures of being simple like Europe. I mean, obviously there are white people in Europe. Um, it's really an, it's American, an American white people culture. It has yes. to be a very specified thing here. But they, you know they get vacations and time off and sabbaticals and we don't get any of that. So what is a part of like basic American white person culture? That's a positive comfort food. You know what? You know what? You know what? We, <laughs> You're that we are really, <laughs> we are really good at like really cute boutique stores. I will say that we're really good at making shit look cute and branding. Ooh, I think yeah. that we, you walk into like little boutique stores in small towns and like all of the cookbooks, like the astrology cookbooks and all of those like little kitschy things that people do enjoy having vases just laying around with like one stem of a flower. I think we're really good at uh, cutesy. I think at we're really your good pocket of American culture. I think so. Yes, I think we're sure. really good at that. And I know like I always crack up when I see like TikToks or tweets of people like black people saying like I what I do love about white girls is like you walk in and it looks like you're in a magazine. Like that's a funny thing that we do that we care, but then we create the products and mass produce them so that like everyone can enjoy that. So that might be one thing we're really good yeah. at doing is like making things cost too much because we like put a cute like cover on it. Yes. Yeah, we're good at making candles. Capitalism. Yeah. And there's a lighter side to capitalism. It's not all bad. It's we just love like, sayings, like, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh. We oh my gosh. are so good at sayings. Um, really good at like coffee, coffee, iced coffee. Yeah. Really good at that. It had, that That's was like kind a of white girl yeah. and gay, co gay guy kind of thing is iced coffee. That's a. That's kind of appropriated, right? <sighs> Probably. Yeah. I mean. Because coffee, it's strictly a tropical plant. This is like an exhausting conversation to yeah. have because there's so little that know, we contribute. But, I'm really good. But like weddings, but I mean, that is such a white girl basic thing. I am a wedding designer. Like, But you're really good at it. And, yeah, and think, your celebrations are bomb. Thank you. And oh, your we're designs really good are good. At charcuterie boards. Um, Very hosting. White. This is a See, there is. Here. There yes. you go. That is my white people culture. That is what we bring. I think we make things unnecessarily pretty. Yeah. Um, and really enjoy it. Like and really yes. love the the simple, the we're simple. Yeah. Simple culture. I because there's not, it's not all bad, obviously. But there is, it's funny on Instagram in the past, I used to look at white people stop, hashtag white people stop. Um and it was really fucking funny. I, I love following accounts that make fun of like basic white girls. Yeah, like, and I think it's so funny. I just, it's so true. We don't have this. And also not like everyone is from different regions of the world. It's just America is such this melting pot or whatever, like so many different cultures, but the white American has so very little to be proud of or yeah. 
to really want to show off. So yeah. it's um I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't need I hate people. God, they're the worst. They're the like weird Trumpies who are like, you know, white people deserve respect too. And I'm like, not really. I mean, I I do. I think it's I think everyone has some level of respect that we do. But so we don't, what if I just disrespected you all the time? Would you be okay with that? But I have that? other reasons that you would respect me. Yeah. Like my culture, there's nothing cool I do in my culture. You're never going to so see that's me. Saying, like yeah. I think it's really cool if someone's like Jewish and every week they do their, you know, whatever Passover or like people have communities and whatnot. There's nothing I do in my life that is noteworthy, that has anything to do with my culture. And, okay. and that's why I'm kind of refraining from saying white. No one's color of their skin really yeah, yeah, dictates yeah. something. For sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Because cool I'm technically like white. Or but like your whitish. culture, I think, is like, I don't have a culture. I yeah. am Scandinavian, adopted into like a pretty mixed family. Yeah. There's no like rituals or anything. I just like really lean into the cheese boards. And <laughs> yeah. seriously, yeah, though, yeah, that yeah. is my culture. My yeah. culture is cheese boards. Yeah. I had to learn and a lot of- the other side of my culture is hot dog eating contests. So- Yes. Take what you will from that. Well, for me, I just, I grew up in a world where I did, I hung out with mostly Latino kids, black kids, and- um, you know, a little bit of white kids, of course, but, and I never put it on my white friends, but I did <laughs> resent American culture a lot. Okay. Tell me your least favorite thing about American culture. Like consumerism, like yeah. the entitled consumerism. I, until today, I don't like when someone walks in is like, can I, I want, where's my coffee? When they say like, or my food, they didn't even order it. Or I'm going to order my food like this. Like it's already theirs. And they haven't even purchased it yet. There's a someone doing the labor for that. And there's they have that idea in their mind already. I get why they're saying it, but there's something that really bothers me. Like, it's not your food. You we're didn't even really pay for it. We're really proud of owning yet. things. We're not communal. My, like, we're mine. not a community-based yeah. culture. That's what I was saying. It's yeah. like, my. I, it really does bother me. And like, there's like a lot of, you know, it's just like, yeah. That, I don't talk like that. That's funny. You definitely, yeah. You don't, I just I say like, oh, I'm going to get lunch or what do you have for lunch? Yes. Like I would never be like, what, what can I get today? Even I the wouldn't only time like, I've heard that. you say my coffee is because you literally have a coffee under your name. Oh yeah. Like I'm drinking my, oh yes. Oh, cause I do have the coffee. Cause you say my, yeah. It's can like, I get oh, my, my coffee, coffee because I have a coffee. Order. But this you've is never walked into like, I want my coffee, this, I want this, I'm my, this, I, there's something about it that I really Pushes me the wrong way because we were just taught to be like we you eat the food that you get and then this is what we got and it comes from poverty of course and I get why people do that but that was certainly something that we used to bother the shit out of me and seeing people at the malls like overspending all this like the, the malls are malls are another thing that bothered me about white culture I love it's, walking around a mall yeah <laughs> yeah I do I love walking around a mall yeah yeah, yeah. yep but yeah. yeah, so that's, yeah, there's. I do. This is lots to think about. Yeah. And then just like the, a lot of disrespect for nature, not disrespect, just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just I like, I think not it's because it. we're so pressured to like who can get ahead first. It's the same reason we have MLMs and like all yes. these, like, you know, consumerism, capitalism. It really does add so much stress. And fast food bothers the shit out of me. Is fast food in other countries? It is, but it's for sure, like in Brazil, they fetishize American culture in the sense of like, they have like Lady Gaga impersonators on huge TV shows where like they go on and they like 
or Britney Spears impersonators with like the thing and everyone's like oh my god she's at like Britney Spears imper- bigger than Britney Spears even like literally what? because it because I don't, I don't know I mean I've seen that plenty of times and um McDonald's they're like oh my god like have you eaten at McDonald's it's just this idea Starbucks like if you were to go eat at Starbucks or drink like or coffee it's like this like fetishization of American culture where so they wouldn't have fast food if we didn't have fast food here you don't think Pro, I think it, it, McDonald's is from America. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the idea may have been there, but just the industrialization, like the lowest quality food, the your dog, the <laughs> lowest quality food, the pushing it out in mass quantities, it just really bothers me. But we'll have an environmental episode one day, and I'll get to rant. Okay, well we're cranky for our intro, so we'll I know. Just, sorry, let's we'll flip just, this. The we'll just get into the other topic side. and. Yes. We'll be so happy, but I'm hot and I'm thinking about white people culture. I mean, yes. you really couldn't bring my day down more. I'm sorry. Maybe but if it was 70 degrees, we'll you redo do this. a hot dog eating contest? Fuck you. Just kidding. We'll I redo won't. this in the winter. We'll talk and I'll, I'll come. I just love the cool breeze of the winter. It was kind of like that the last couple of weeks where we had like this cool morning. It was mornings. nice. And now everything, I'm just sitting here thinking about my lack of culture in this 95 degree hellhole. <laughs> And Thinking I just about want middle America. to die. I know I have to get my brain out of this. You brought okay, up okay. my least favorite subject. Okay. Well, anyways, we're talking about intuition and like some paranormal, like, you know, intuition is not really, it's something you can pinpoint, but it's hard to get. And it's definitely a muscle you have to flex in your brain and get into. Um, so this is the opposite of what we were just talking about. Yeah. We're going to use our brains. We're going to use our no, we're going to, we were using our brains before. Now we're using our intuition, right? I think it's all tied together. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Let's define feeling, it. Intuition. Um, yeah. You, you define it, girl. Okay. So we're going to talk about intuition slash gut feelings. We're also going to touch on instinct because it very much is aligned with this. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you said paranormal. We're going to talk about like a little bit of like clairvoyancy yes. as well. Kind of that sixth sense that goes beyond what we know about. Okay. So we're going to talk about intuition today, instinct and clairvoyancy. Clairvoyancy and a little bit paranormal story at the end. Yes. We've got a listener tale that where where it all ties together. So let's define it first because they are so close together. Mm -hmm. Intuition is essentially in my own words, um, where your body and your brain is subconsciously using past experiences and our understanding of the world based on those experiences that create that feeling. Yes. And then intuition is also something that is typically a foresight kind of thing. Like you get a feeling and you have a chance to mull it over to think about it and to kind of dissect it. But it is intuition is a feeling, but we know that it's coming from our past experiences. Instinct and this one is the definition that I just grabbed off out of the dictionary, but intuition is not a reaction. It is an insight or a thought. Instinct is a natural reaction, not a thought. You respond automatically to a situation without even having time to think. Yes. So it's like a gut reaction. Yeah. It's extremely intelligent because it's based on ancestrally thousands of how we evolved like it's a very like it's like a response from our like great 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 grandparents which is crazy anything we've experienced in our lifetime so it's all goes together it's like that you know if you feel hunted that's going to be like a generational ancestral thing but then also like if someone were to come up to you and you like have a visceral reaction away from them Mm -hmm. 
that is an instinct. You Mm -hmm. didn't have time to think about it. Whereas it might be, there might've been a moment of intuition. Like if you had encountered that person before, you might've gotten a feeling, but instinct is really that you don't have time to think or look into it, but they're both gut feelings, right? Like they're both. This, yes, this like primal kind of like something. I don't really know how to explain it. Like a reaction. Yes, totally. And then just because we're going to get there at the end, clairvoyance and psychic, same thing, just being able to either see into the future, talk to the dead, or like derive things from another dimension is kind of how it's defined. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first two are very legitimate sciences. And then the last is up for debate. Yeah. And I don't believe in something, but I believe in something, if that makes sense. Like, Oh, same. I don't think I don't, you again, science is like very clear on certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even within science, like there's biased studies and people pay for this and that to skew things one way or direct the other. So we still have to have some faith in science sometimes. And then there's a while whole being other aware of, that sometimes it's a little skewed. It's a well, yes, exactly. Or biased. It's biased. very biased. Science is very biased, Can be unfortunately. Really biased. Yeah. And then, but then like there's this other side where like there it has been times where like someone with not even in my peripheral vision was staring at me and I didn't even, I just had this feeling and I turn around and they're looking directly at me. So it's like, what is that? What are are these? Yeah. Very interestingly. And I cannot remember the name for it. Honestly, I can barely pronounce it. When I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, just to grab those definitions and make sure we're using them in the proper way, Mm -hmm. like make sure what we're saying is what you think. Cause I think we all have our own definitions of intuition and being psychic, whatever. For sure. So, I was looking into the sixth sense because when I was growing up, sixth sense was like used in reference to, you know, that unknown feeling. Yes. Yes. Or you feel like someone's watching you just like what you said, but what is it? Like we can't define it more recently. And there's a lot of articles on this. They are defining a sixth sense in legitimate like science journals. Um, and it's, very similar to echolocation and someone who is like blind, who can walk around because they are sensing the reverberations. We do have some of us, apparently it's genetic, but some of us have the ability to, with our eyes closed, know where we are in space, whether we're in a small room, whether we're in a large room, like if you're in a closet versus a banquet hall, there are at least some people who can tell and then echolocating is possible, which is where you use vibrations to find your way around a room that is becoming more legitimized as a sixth sense. So now I'm like seventh sense for the unknown, but there is an unexplainable, but I just, since you mentioned that, that being able to tell someone staring at you is, um, a studied science that they're trying to learn more about right now. And it actually, it does have a logical reason behind it. Like you can so you feel can f- them. Your body can pick based up on, on vibrations and their breathing and your like movement can feel them. So yeah. it's not like an otherworldly response. It is your body just knows like the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Yes, yes, yes. Stuff it's, like so that. it's like a real thing. Hell yeah. I want to talk about it more someday. I didn't have a chance to look into it, but I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah, very. Very it's like, instinctual. Yeah. Like I think... Yeah, that's like a huge survival technique for like a, probably hunter gatherer stuff because it's all a lot of what we do is this is all of this is super recent when it comes to how long we've been on Earth. So like, all of what all, the house and technology cameras, he's internet, just like gesticulating into the air yes. right now. Oh, like the internet, air conditioners, all this like 
as long as we've been on the planet, all of this is so new. Totally. Our instincts are working and like intuition and all that is working with that. Like, I mean, working against this, like, this is like so contraintuitive. ancestors learned yeah they they say it's true there's um generational trauma and not just uh like not just the social aspect but your body and your history like holds trauma um it's all very interesting but it's some of it is unexplainable so while we're going to talk about intuition and there is a definition mm-hmm. and they they do understand it is because we process quickly we're very totally. smart we're not the smartest but we are the smartest Thing walking on the planet, yeah. allegedly, um, the way that we perceive things and process them, we do subconsciously sometimes. So that intuition, that gut feeling, that sick feeling, there's a reason for it, even if we can't identify it. But what I think is cool and what I want to talk today about too, is how do we start identifying those gut feelings and then figuring out what about a situation is making us react that way? Because totally. I think we can kind of hone it in and harness those feelings for sure to really get to know ourselves and to just make life easier for us by following our intuition for sure. So you were telling me earlier about a feeling you had when you were in high school about someone. And I want you to share that because it resonated with me after school program with, um, it, it was just an after school program every day, not every day, I mean, any chance we could. It was like in a whole other city, but um, we would go because that's where we learned music. Okay. And, um, uh, and it was very much like mostly community building as a nonprofit. We would all hang out and it was people, some kids weren't even musically into it. Sometimes they would teach them sound engineering, which was amazing. It's called Zoomix, zoomix.org. If you're interested in what that even, what is even that, it's in the Boston area. Um, and amazing stuff. So, but we would have a bunch of kids coming together and um, straight kids that from all over the place, mostly the Boston area. And this one kid, he just was a little bit older than everyone, gave off a weird vibe. He had his younger siblings with him. how old were you? I was young. I was like either early teens or like 11 or 12, okay. somewhere like that. And this kid was just like, gave me a weird vibe. Something about me really wanted to dismiss everything he was saying because he was weird. He like had like, you know, like weird hair. And I don't know if it like, I, I still don't know exactly what it was because I wouldn't really treat someone that looked quote right. unquote weird, weird hair to me. Weird hair is never going to make you treat someone it's, weird. Like, There's not more to it. Yes. And it, and then he, just the way he came off and the way he talked, he was talking about like getting a back tattoo. And I was like, everything he was saying was just making me cringe. And later on, they were like, it seemed like you were kind of annoyed with that kid because you kept cutting him off and talking over him. And I was like, I don't know. Um, but I got a very weird feeling. I couldn't even identify exactly what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But later on, like at least six years later or something wow, like that. Wow, that's a long time. Okay. Um, I never saw him after that or maybe just in passing. Um, it's The dog's here. Um, <laughs> he's good. Um, he ended up going to jail for child... Um, um, videos and like really like nasty, I, just nasty stuff on yeah. YouTube. They'll still censor and like you know. Did push you? Who did you find that out through? The internet. Really? Like I saw a mugshot of him. Oh my and gosh! I was like, Wait a second! I forgot his name and everything. And you had such a strong feeling, and you couldn't very, identify it, which is, I think, super powerful because and, you were so young. You didn't real. You couldn't. You th- like you're looking. You're like it's his weird hair, or like I'm he's like, taller I don't know what than the rest is. of us. But like that's not what it is. But it, he just seemed way out of place. His energy was weird. He kept cracking weird jokes. Nothing to do with anything creepy. But mm-hmm. he just gave me this vibe where I was like, 
oh, something. And, and you trusted it. I trusted it. And I never, you know, you could be friends with anyone in mm-hmm. there. And I was like, I'm, I have no interest in being friends with him. And I didn't think he was evil. I didn't think anything like that. You just but, had a weird yes, feeling. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, it really threw me off. And I, after I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. When you have that feeling about someone, because I'm sure he's not the only person in the world yeah. you've met and are like, the energy's off. Yeah. Do you always trust that? Uh, mm, we talked earlier about like the, for sure, the weird manipulative narcissist type. It's immediate almost. And I'm like, and it's always like narcissist. But do you trust dudes. your gut in not getting involved? For sure. That's what I mean. Yes. Like every time you have a bad feeling about someone, you're pretty resolute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the narcissist types. That is the type of person I can usually identify. I, we were talking earlier and kind of, you know, wanting to make sure that we say what is important. Like, I think sometimes we as people can get manipulated and not trust our intuition. So this episode's really to validate people's following people, following their gut feeling. And when I meet someone, I sometimes get a feeling like, this person's a bad person. And I will trust that implicitly. I have never really been wrong either. There's a few people I can think of specifically that, and not even for evil reasons, but like narcissistic reasons, Mm -hmm. some for, you know, I, I got a creepy feeling and it was a little bit worse, but I have never ever regretted following my gut instinct when I felt like someone was a bad person. Um, Now people make mistakes and I think there's a difference between first impressions and maybe someone comes off a little annoying or like they're trying to impress you and you're like, oh, that was annoying. But I don't have like a bad sinking feeling about them, let's say. But when I do have a bad feeling, I trust it. I never, I never, ever doubt that. I will say I'm very, very good about following that gut instinct. Over someone else's judgment. Sometimes someone will introduce me as this person like, oh, this is my friend and Mm -hmm. immediately over them saying that they're my friend. I'm like, nope, this dude, there's something up. It's always been narcissistic dudes um, where I'm like, mm, mm. you I can, can just tell when someone's so head. manipulative. Yeah. So could I actually. And one of them was a friend of my husband's loosely, like not a really yeah. good friend. Um, it was a, a coworker and I had met him. I think it was one of those relationships where we were kind of, you know, considering taking him out of the coworker label and putting him into the friend label. And so like invited him to a couple of things outside of the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, this was a long time ago and I just like, I don't like them. And I did not have a good reason to, they were so nice and just a little bit annoying, but I was like, I don't like them. Well, a couple of years later, he was messaging, like he had a serious girlfriend and he was like messaging all of my friends, like hitting on them and being really creepy. And I said something to my husband and then their other friend. And they were like, Oh, whatever. Like they did not believe me at first. And I was like, okay, Mm. well, the same guy ends up messaging one of my husband's friends, coworkers, like so outside of that circle, someone that they'd never met. Like he was just online. So creepy, like targeting women. And I was like, oh, well, I was right. I had no reason at the beginning. And then it started happening and then it really happened. And I just had to let the chips fall where they may because I didn't yes. have proof and I wasn't going to fight it. And I've also learned if you tell someone like too much, like I don't like that person or I don't like your boyfriend, they're going to just fight it. Yes. So at a certain point, you just yes. have to set your own boundary and let other people figure it out L- for themselves. Let God work it out. I, my, I have a sibling that introduced two people to me or no, okay. no, we met one 
together in the same hangout. And this other dude, he's like, oh, this is my friend. And my brothers introduced people to me where I was like, oh, this dude's cool, whatever. Um, but these two guys, one dude, I like immediately, I was like, I don't like his vibe. I don't like, it's too aggressive, something about him. And I have, a, I had a really good friend. She was really good friends with him too. And I was like, I don't know. He was just like super, like, you know, he would, uh, first of all, when someone says, refers to gay people all the time as homosexuals, I'm oh. like, red flag, red flag. Even you are talking of once. like, you own like a mega church. Like I can, I already get that vibe. So it wasn't even, but it's not even little things like that. He, immediately I got the, the, that was, the it's instinct. It's the immediate energy, yes. right? And then over time I was like, yes. oh, he's saying it like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. He's really religious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, he's this, oh, he's really money hungry. And then later on he's, He's t calling girls whores and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Selling coke on the side. And, of course. And, like, for, like, in, for like getting blowjobs and stuff like that and, like, give, trading blowjobs for coke. I'm, like, scumbag. But didn't it feel good that you had that feeling and yes. you just followed it? Because then none of those things affected you. And then my brother you was, like, You followed oh your instinct. He's, like, oh, my God. He, like, did this and that and that. I was, like, you didn't have to tell me any of this. Like, I knew this you from the start. Yes. From the start. And the same with the other dude. Like, the same dude. He's like, oh, look at him. He's into the same thing we are. And then later on, he was cheating on his girlfriend that was, like, a little bit older than him. And he's, like, oh, like late 20s. Impregnated some girl that was, like, in high school. And I'm uh, like. Yes. So, uh, that is. You knew. Yeah, I knew from the beginning. Uh, I think I'm really. Because I said it before. I'm really good. If I get a bad feeling about someone, I believe it and I trust it. Again, I've never been proven wrong. However, intuition, while I think we are all born with a level of it, it kind of depends like on your social skills and um, your comprehension skills, context clues. Like there's a lot of things that work into intuition. And also if you were taught to suppress your feelings from a young age. So like if you had a parent that like brought uncomfortable people into your house and you were like, I feel wrong about this, mm -hmm. but they were still allowed to come over all the time. Even if they didn't violate you or anything, you kind of like blunt what you like, you just kind of like push your feelings away, your intuition aside. And then that. it makes you not trust. Trust yourself. Yes. So I think it is something that you can reestablish and that you can grow For sure. because I have blind spots when it comes to my intuition. Me too, I girl. really, I do trust myself on the bad people thing. That's great. I'm glad it has protected me from a couple situations. However, there are a lot of people who have ended up not being the best people who I didn't have that initial like bad feeling about. Mm -hmm. And well, if I'm being honest, maybe just a really small, bad feeling. But one of those things that was like, maybe that was a first impressions thing. Yes. Maybe that was an awkward situation. And for some reason, there's a type of person, there's an archetype out there that has my heart. And I think it's if they have a little bit of a tragic story, if mm. they've overcome something, then I, from the get-go, will really push away those red flags and For not sure. follow my intuition. Yes. Um, and it's something that I've been burned by with friendships a lot. I don't do this as much with romantic partnerships. I, I'm not a fixer. But with friends, I have a lot more capacity to yes. like accept red flags. That's been hard for me. But I think I can learn from those and use those and put them in my little brain bank and my yes. heart and my gut bank. And like in the future trust that initial intuition, even if it seems small, because every person I've had the tiniest little bit of doubt on and it has just blown up yes. in my face. And I haven't trusted my initial intuition, uh, yes. but I did have it, but it's good, but I, not strong enough to get me to fucking shut it down. I, I don't know what that is. I 
think it's good that with hindsight, looking back like that and not self-blaming, but like it, it, if you're in a toxic relationship, it takes two to fucking tango. Like not that you, you could be a victim to what's happening, but there is a part you are playing in Yes. It. Not necessarily that you're like doing it to yourself or whatever. Again, not a victim shaming thing, but like you're playing a part in some way or another. And I think it's good to realize, and that's where you can kind of put the pieces together. You can put the pieces together. So in the future, if you meet someone who reminds yeah. you of that person, or if for a reason you have that gut feeling, you can go home. That's a great thing about intuition and think about it. Like if you go out and meet a group of friends, and one of the people rubbed you the wrong way, it is so much easier to set that boundary right then yes. than pursue the relationship and then kind of, again, beat off these red flags. Now, I have also been proven wrong and, and mm -hmm. for the positive. Like I haven't given someone a chance and, and not even just they're fine but I'm not pursuing a friendship. And over time, they've kind of shown me what a wonderful person they are. That is how I would like to proceed going forward with yes, friendships totally. with a little bit more caution, because if it's not a hell no, I'm like, hell yes. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no yes. until I prove otherwise. Yeah. So I need to stop just trusting my most like, you know, guttural, visceral instincts yeah. on the nose and just start having a little more reservation until people prove me wrong. Cause my, I feel like my intuition can be really off with people and easily swayed. For and sure. I've gotten Same. burned and oh, hurt because sure. I'm like, no, I'm not going to follow what my gut says. Cause I'm just being silly and no more of that. Yeah. And it's, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of like designing your life, even relationship wise, like handpicking friends Ooh. sounds so superficial, but it's a real, I think it's all right to be like, this is the energy I allow in my life. This is another energy I will allow in my mm -hmm. life. This, we, I can love you from afar, but this is not part of my life. You know what I mean? You, yes. It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm a bad person because I'm not letting them in. It's like, you know. But you're trusting that you know you, you know your past experiences. Yes. If a friendship hasn't worked out with a similar personality type, probably won't work out again. There's yes. a lot of things that go into this. I do, one of my friends said to me recently, actually, like, she's like, you've really handpicked your friend group. And I think she's right with everyone who's left. Um, there have been quite a few like fallouts though, mm -hmm. over the past 10 years. Um, and I'm so proud of a lot of my friends. Um, but I have made the mistake of like, you know, having that gut feeling that maybe they're not the best person, but I'm kind of like, okay, but they've had a hard life and they've come through so much. So like if they continue to grow, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they want to grow. For sure. Yeah, I just, yeah. I need people to prove things to me, like, and trust that very first instinct of if I'm weary at all, I don't need to go a hundred percent into a friendship. I was someone who kind of bounced around best friends, always maintain the same core group, yeah, yeah, but yeah. would kind of run to and flock with different people. Totally. And I don't know if it's always worked for me. So that's something for I'm sure. in my thirties. I mean, I'm turning 28 next week as I go into my thirties and get closer, I just need to really follow my gut. And not only that, but my friend's guts, because yes. I've had friends tell me like, I shouldn't have friendships with certain people. And if they're brave enough to say that they're not catty people, they no, probably yes. mean it. Good point. I need to listen. I, I don't really have friends that do that. I don't. Oh, that warn yes, you. That or warn what? me. Okay. Yeah. Which is not maybe I should start handpicking friends. I have really bad trust issues when it comes to people letting people in. I have my core group that I, you know, keep in contact with. They're mostly family members, but um, it's hard for me to let people in though this relationship, especially and with Ilya too, it's been very um, 
it very wasn't intuitive for me. I was just like, boom, this works. But I didn't have a gut feeling that was, um, bad. Yeah. Me neither. Cause I've had other people I've mentioned that like I wanted to do endeavors with, and then I just kind of fell off. I've done short-term endeavors with other people as well, but I was like, Oh, you're doing a service for me or whatever. We're having a small partnership, but not like starting a company. Yes. And I've had some of those fail. And the reason I didn't like hire them on as a full-time whatever is because I I have started to trust my intuition more. Mm-hmm. I read a quote and I liked this. I sent it to Alex this morning, but before we kind of move into instinct and then maybe talk a little more about signs, like maybe mm-hmm. some red flags like that we should follow. Um, Albert Einstein, which I like him because as a scientist, he still believed in something else. He wasn't yes. like Stephen Hawking's where he was like, there's no. nothing. Yeah. yeah who also, was- apparently he has some secrets. He's been to Epstein's Island. Oh, did you know? Of but Albert Einstein said the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Yes. I thought that was beautiful. I, I was think like, yeah, so. I, I need to trust myself. Tru- For truly. sure. I can rationalize like, oh, they've been through a lot. That's why they're like that. No, stop That's it. Society. If, they, if you yes. feel like Something isn't a match. Not everything's a love match. Let it go. And that's something I'm really, I need to work on and protect myself because yeah, I just. It's a great lesson. Yeah. It's a great lesson to learn learn from other people. Like when they've had a hard life, like to sit there and like, let them open up and talk about it. But they don't need to be your best best friend. friend. Why do I do this? Because I'm so good. I have so many incredible friendships that I feel so strongly confident in. Um, But I never had that pit in my stomach yes yes i will yes. say that yeah <sighs> yeah we but the narcissistic friendship episode we for sure should yeah red flags and all that stuff and cool like great like whys and like what and, and how to have healthy and nurture healthy friendships and yeah. make friends as an adult we'll and do an episode conflicts and maybe breakdowns. next time honestly about that because this this episode will lend really nicely into that yes, but yeah so narcissism sure. you were saying I was thinking we did talk a little bit about it yeah. i think i have because you know being on youtube showing my face like the audacity of someone to be like i have something to say that you need to hear and i'm going to say it into a microphone and record video it, edit and record it, it. upload so it yes. it's not i'm not a narcissist mm-hmm. i have probably narcissistic tendencies probably coming from like trying to overcompensate as a kid from having a brother that was like needed more attention so mm-hmm. i would be the performer you know what i mean like that was me you were trying to like grab it back yes okay and, and that was my way of being funny being louder being you know all that um so i think that's why i can tell with the narcissistic dudes yeah. mostly dudes because with girls sometimes i'm i'm off i'm still worrying about you just kidding i'm totally i'm totally <laughs> hey joking. my therapist said i wasn't a narcissist or a sociopath hell yeah i asked my narcissist my narcissist my, narcissist. my therapist said i wasn't either but i don't yeah. have a therapist okay. just kidding <laughs> but yeah but i can always tell with narcissistic dudes mm-hmm. and we talk about like we project our shadow onto the world and maybe that is a little bit of it because i have a little bit of like this like i have something to say and you need to listen and these dudes were those types but they were very flipped they were like Oh yeah, like blah blah blah. They would say stuff, and just the way they were coming off, I'm like, mm, something's not right here. Something's not right here. You're too confident about this, and you're so right that I don't think you are open to seeing where you're wrong about. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, where I'm different. Maybe I don't know. Right, I know. Um, but I, I hate my blind spots. I think you know. Yeah, whatever, but we all have them. Yes, but um, yeah, that's what I've noticed. That I think it's weird. I'm really good 
as I sit here and just think of it now, and as we're talking about this, because this is a, I think this is really good for me, especially as my birthday comes up. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but as, yeah, birthdays are really important to me. So I like to kind of think of a new challenge I can take on every Mm -hmm. year. And one year it was like my hair, just like treating my hair nicely. It's like one thing a year, but I needed to, like I was, yeah, anyway. So I like to reflect in this year, I think I'm ready for something more um, impactful than the state of my hair. What what would that be? I don't know. We're going to see, but as I'm sitting here, I'm just like thinking about my own blind spots. What I'm able to identify, what I'm able to trust my gut on is like narcissistic privileged people piss me off. Like immediately that's where I'm good at setting a boundary. It's when I have a narcissistic, um, underprivileged person or someone who is a victim of something, my intuition gets thrown to the fucking wind. And I just have this faith and hope in them that they'll, you know, rise from the ashes. And I just get so disappointed. And I'm like, you're too caught up in that pain that you haven't healed from and I can keep you in my life. But I just, I jumped to that like really close friend and almost trauma bond with people. And it's just like, God damn it. Because I do think I am healed from a lot of those traumas. I don't carry that with me. I don't complain about it. I don't, it's not part of my personality. No. Yeah. So I get really frustrated with that. And that's where I'm realizing my blind spot is. So I think just, um, protecting myself and my bubble instead of trying to be so nice to everyone. Like that's, yes. you know, it's like, what if I'm not, what yes. if I'm just kind yes. and patient and, and giving, but like, you don't, we don't need to, I don't need to be there for you and you there for me 24 seven. Totally. Once I think month. kindness is important. Nice yeah. is a, not a facade. There's a book called no more Mr. Nice guy talking about how being not quote unquote nice. Oh, there's a debt that you nice put on people something. are sometimes the worst. They're like, Oh, I had a coworker that he was like, oh, I helped me out one time. And he was like, oh, one. Um, yeah, this is what nice people do to each other. And I was like, this is what Ooh. nice people do to each other, do for each other. And I was like, yeah, mm, there's a debt Keeping that track. you just yes. placed on me subconsciously. I don't think it's like malicious, but um, so well, kindness also, is like, important. Yeah, kindness is important. And I. I need to be better at reading that versus like the nice facade. I, when Alex was telling me earlier about that kid from camp that he was pretty weary of, I remember, and again, I don't, I don't hold this against myself. I'm not like mad at myself for not picking up on it, but I do want to be conscious of my blind spots so that I can in the future intuitively know that something's not right versus like having to think so hard about it. I just, I want to get this feed my intuition. So in high school, there was a teacher at my school, um, beloved by all. And it turns out he was, you know, producing and redistributing child. He ended up dying of cancer, which is crazy. It was this really crazy story, but I had no idea I'd been to his house before, um, through drama, like theater, I had to pick stuff up. He was a really nice guy and he was a really nice guy. And so I do think I have good intuition on a lot of things. I also think that I don't fucking pick up on stuff sometimes. I'm too trusting. I'm too hopeful and too much of an optimist sometimes. And I would rather that than be so cynical. Yeah, of course. But I need to set a better boundary. For sure. So that's something I just, I want to work on and trust that gut feeling. Scary. So in your close member in your community, that is so like, we were disgusted and I was like 17. So I think I was able to like, kind of absorb it and let it go Totally. versus, you know, if I'd been older maybe, but 
I didn't have that close of a relationship with him. I just had close proximity with him. If we had strong intuitions, because I think most of, because our the way our society works, we do dull it and blunt it a bit. If we had strong intuitions, you think someone would have picked up on it? You think that's like something that we can pick up on? I think there are some people out there who would have picked up on it. Yeah. But I do feel as if this guy was particularly hard to read and he yes. had pretty much a whole community that's what it's they like they just had no idea none of us knew like none of us knew politicians pastors priests mm-hmm. these these do- I mean, nice. dudes but nice, chicks nice. too they all are at the t- nice they're giving value to their community mm-hmm. bill cosby's of the world doing public speaking engagements donating money yeah that is what and I, it's okay to not trust. I think that's what I have to learn. It's okay to not trust them and to, to make them prove that they are as nice as they say they are. That is something I am working on in my interpersonal and professional relationships. Totally. And I have, I just remembered this. Is, mm, I wouldn't even write this down. I have been uh, someone that's like thrown off. So my mom one time okay. called me, I was worried. And she, this, she, my mom's very, she has like kind of dreams that are very prophetic. She has like these very strong dreams. Um, and she um, one time called me, I'm at night. This is when I was living in Portland by myself. And I had like a dot, like $2 and 80 cents in my account or something crazy. Okay. And then I went to the grocery store and bought like, you know, like three organic potatoes and took the organic stickers off so I can pay like a dollar for you them thief. to, and, um, <laughs> and went to bed and I was like, shit, dude, I'm like waiting for my paycheck on Friday. Rent is due on Thursday. And like, I'm like freaking out about money in my mind. Like I'm stealing potatoes and i'm literally not i didn't steal it but i know but but, yes and i but yes um i was in bed worrying about it my mom calls me and she's Mm. like i feel like you're struggling with money is everything okay it was like mother's intuition it was nighttime and it was like probably it was midnight there i think or whatever we have a three-hour difference and i was like no I'm, i'm fine so we play a part in Cutting off uh, like like other throwing off people's intuition too. Right. If you don't acknowledge something because of pride, because oh, of ego. So true. Like when people are like, I got a bad feeling about this person. I've done that. I did that. I invalidated a lot of people's intuition about Not a couple purpose. friendships of yes. mine. But it, it wasn't on purpose, but I was being dishonest. Cause I was yes. like, Oh, I see a different side of them. And I would really dismiss them and they had feelings about people and I'd be like, no, 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 you're wrong. And like, who am I? So I have apologized to friends of mine currently for friendships I've had in the past. Literally yeah, had just yeah. apologized for not trusting Sorry, them. Sorry, mom. For I have not never apologized. For not feeling yet. my intuition yeah. and not letting it speak and using my logical, hopeful, rational, optimistic mind. Yeah. So it's, it, it is very fascinating. But I think if Albert Einstein says it and we say it, Follow your intuition, people. Please. And yeah, and pinpoint it. Learn what it is. Help it grow. Because I do think we can flex that muscle. That's a bit what more. I'm saying. I yeah. really think you can follow the tendencies, the traits, how people talk. Yeah. You can really pick up on a lot. You can study yeah. people. And that's what I'm focusing on right now. For sure. And studying their actions. Actions speak louder than words. I mean, if someone says something horrible, believe that too. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of in terms of giving a chance. I need to give less of a chance to every single person. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, something yeah. I'm working on and follow that gut feeling. And if I don't have a bad gut feeling, I'm not going to like hold that against someone, mm. but I still need to get a little bit more. Cause you can also get an intuition about a situation halfway through. Yes. And you know, it's like one other thing on this. And then I really do want to move to instinct because yeah, I yeah. think that's cool. Yes. with Like the generational stuff. Yes. I had an experience where I was supposed to go on a trip. 
mm-hmm. and I'd planned it. I bought the ticket. I'm like 19 or no, I had to be 21 because I was going to Vegas. So I had to be 21 and I was going to go with one of my very good friends and then two of her good friends who I didn't know very well. I'm always down for that. I love meeting new people. In fact, I'm almost more down. I'm like, none of my friends, this is fun. New people, new situation, kind of get to be who I who I want to be that weekend. But I just got this feeling like three weeks before that it wasn't good. I was like, I just have this feeling I'm going to have a really bad time. I, I don't feel like it's going that well. The planning isn't as exciting as I thought it would be. Nothing was overtly wrong, but I did have this feeling that this trip, I would end up spending more money on it and more time on it than it was worth than just canceling my trip and losing the ticket, yeah, the value of the ticket. And so I did. And my friend gets back and she was like, it was the worst trip I've ever been on. So when I do have a strong intuition I do tend to follow it. Yes. Um, but this has to like, I was halfway in. You can lose money. You can break up with someone. You should not just stay because you didn't realize at first. So I'm most proud of myself when I can see something in the middle of a situation and end it before it blows up in my face. That's a fucking win to me. For sure. I have moments, the last anecdote here, but I um would, when I'm dating someone, mm-hmm. I figure there's this, it just happens to me randomly. Okay. And I'll like wake up at night. And when someone's laying there sleeping, you're not arguing. If you're in a bad relationship, you're not arguing with them. They're not arguing back. They're not thinking anything negatively. They're just in space or in another dimension or whatever dreaming. And, but this, so I wake up at night and I look at them while they're sleeping in their most innocent, vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And I punch them. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> oh and, I, and I look at them and I'm like, I immediately get a like a thought, a feeling, all this this combination of things, nothing to do with what happened that day. Sometimes we had a great day. Sometimes everything went well. And it just it dawns on me. I'm like, this is not supposed to, this is not a long-term romantic relationship. This, what's happening right now is like, it sh- either shouldn't have happened or like I said, I get the reasoning in that moment from waking With up at the clarity. night. Yes. I waking up at night and like and looking at them for some reason that's happened like four times. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you get the same sometimes sudden intuition about positive things? Are you, do you ever wake up? Oh, have you ever thought like, this I'm working is on right? That. No, I'm working on that. I'm working I mean, clearly I'm single. <laughs> if you guys want a dating episode, um, harass him. Yeah, please. It's coming. DM me. Okay, let's move. Let's move into instinct. Yeah. Because I think you know a little more about that in yeah. terms of just what you were saying with the like how we hold it in our yes. body and like the animalistic side. Yeah. I what I really know is like I was saying before, like our society is just based so much on getting to work, making sure you can make it there on time, like the cars and the gas, even the way the gas tanks are, even the medical system, the way we check into it and all that stuff and giving birth and all of it is based not around our biology in the way we were. We've been for so long, Mm -hmm. you know, I really do think that our society was just not created based on all of that. The way we build our buildings is not based on nature or anything. So it's like, we're just so detached from it. So I do think that's why we don't really follow our instincts. I do think instinct is really important and we still can apply it to this stuff, but we don't nurture it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had impulsive, I don't know if it was intuitive or if it was instinctual, but when I moved out of the house, when I was 19, I had no right or any financially or anything, but I knew I had to leave like totally outside of coming out outside of everything. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I do think that is more instinctual. I do. Yeah. Cause even though by definition it's like immediate, 
I've done things fairly immediately. Yes. Like intuition is more a feeling that you kind of think about and consider and weigh or whatnot. But instinct, I had the same thing when I left college. I was a senior in college. I had my lease for my senior year. I had an apartment. I was enrolled in classes. They were all going to be math classes. And I just swear to God, I was, I just was so I just knew I wanted to stop drinking. I wanted to stop that or all. I wanted to stop being a bitch. I wanted to stop being unhappy. I wanted to like make money and have a life. And like, I didn't care about my degree nearly as much as I did about my happiness. And I just had this instinct. Like if you don't leave now, it's only going to get worse. Like you've hit your low point. Don't sink further, like change it or you are gone. Cause I probably would have failed my senior year of college. Didn't fail the other years, but I just had a feeling my heart wasn't in it. My mind wasn't in it. And I called my dad and I said, I'm coming home and I'm coming Whoa. home and I'm not going back to school. And he was like, what do you mean? Cause and it was senior. like, it was like June of my junior year. So like I just junior. finished my junior year going into senior year and I was supposed to stay for summer session. I said, I'm coming home for the summer and I'm not going back in the fall. And intellectually, intellectually, I just had to leave intellectually. If you looked at that on paper, you're like, this is this girl's dumb. She oh, had yeah. it all for her. I think I have 18 credits left or yeah. something. It's and like, it just like, it, but that's why it's like, sometimes these things are even smarter than the brain part of it. Like, Cause I have no, I don't know that I would have failed. I don't know what would have happened. I'm so glad I don't need to know. And I didn't, but at the time that's all in retrospect and I still don't really know, but at the time I knew I had to leave and it has showed itself to me in a million different ways. Like mm-hmm. I would never be where I am now. I met Ben three months later, you know, my husband, Oh, like, whoa. yeah, in September, like yes. I left in June, September, he moved here on an instinct. Um, it, it just, there was no logic. Yeah. That's Other than amazing. Happiness. Yes. Which most people don't follow. It's well, the one time yes. in my life. I'm just like, Thank you, God, for following that like happiness instinct. Yes, this joy. Yes, pulling you towards your I joy. I had to. Yes. There's sometimes it's an uncomfortable feeling. Another anecdote of mm-hmm. um, it was probably more very instinctual because I um I did a podcast. This was my last podcast where I was interviewing um business owners and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and all that. And there was a woman, she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. uh, has a wife, and she um I interviewed her, did the whole thing, and I was like, I'm like having trouble like there's me not coming out. It's not important to come out online, but like for some reason, I, this is weighing over my head of not being publicly out because for most people, it doesn't matter for, for me, for some reason it's weighing on me. And this woman, like for no reason is like just messaging me nonstop on Instagram, giving me like a lifeline. Like you, this is something that like is not only so important for you. This doesn't mean anything to anyone. Of course, your sexuality, who you lay down, but for some reason you're being called to there, you have to figure this out because you need to come to terms with why you're not saying it and blah, blah, blah. I didn't even have to come to terms with it. I was sitting on my computer in my, I didn't want to do any of it. I texted Jen and Christian. Um, and I was like, I don't know why, but I'm about to, it was so out of nowhere mm-hmm. I like within an but hour after so, I texted them I was like just like I just need someone standing with me at, even just emotionally being here with me I texted them I'm like I'm a, so I up I uploaded a five minute video of me just coming out to people online it sounds kind of corny but like it was just like there's so many people that didn't know there's so many people I'm living I feel like I was living this double life I just put it out online to my like 
whole real, world. Yes, yeah. The whole world. And um, there's still people till today that like the video. And that was like over a year ago. And it was, it was only a year ago. Oh my gosh, like, Alex, that's amazing. I literally, but the feeling beforehand, like there was, I was trying to rationalize it in every way. I'm like, there's no need. There's no, what, why would people need to know, know who I'm sleeping with? Why do people need to know who I want to be romantically involved with? But you with? had to do it. But there was something that pulled me. Yes. And I turned the camera on and I just started talking to I love it. that. Yeah, it was all grainy and shit. And I looked like a hot mess. I almost cried during it. It was like a hot mess. But that is that instinct. Like even you even tried to talk yourself out of it. And yeah. you, you reacted in a way that there was no getting around it. You hit that point where you couldn't not. Yeah. That's how I felt about leaving school. It's how I felt about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, breakups, getting back together with people, um, friendships, yeah. jobs. Are you kidding me? It yeah. is. You just there becomes a point where instinct does take over and it's like, it is like animalistic. Like yes. it, cause it doesn't make sense to the rational for mind. sure. Like why you had to right then. And you might not even know. And I do think, I, I don't know. I think that's what's cool. Intuition is a little softer of a feeling. I think totally. where it's like, Hmm, let me think about this. The instinct is you can't control it. Now you, you might be able to yes. put it off for a week. Like it might not be like fight or flight. We're not so literal here. But you can't fight it at a certain point. Totally. I, without being depressed or totally. like with that, because people do fight it. But a lot of times, like that is where suicide comes in. Yes, you know, like resistance. that's where it really is hard when people fight that deep, deep, deep feeling. Totally. I heard a drag queen, her name's um, Jasmine Masters. Okay. Hilarious. She does like this whole thing. But she puts these insightful videos. For her, it's just like her going online and like talking shit. She's the one that does end up, oop. Have oh, you seen that? Yeah, Her. for sure. So she I love put that. in this yes. video, she was like talking about suicide awareness because obviously uh, it's, she's uh, in person is a black guy yeah. and was saying how so many of his friends like all like either committed suicide or has suicidal thoughts or whatever. And he specifically said like in the deepest, darkest pit that you're laying in, that the answer may be right there. I agree. And it's like, and maybe we're so blinded by everything else that it's we like can't see It's like a survival it. instinct. I mean, yeah. I knew, and I, I, I know the college thing seems not so profound. It um, is to me. I can feel it. I've had people like message me and I'm dozens of people, yeah. maybe a hundred people. You look so happy. I'm so happy for you. Like seeing you leave has made me so happy. People I didn't even know were worried about me or cared oh. about me and just were like, it's been amazing watching you transform. Like Chloe, you are just a different person. And yeah. that was more validating to me than anything. But I left college my senior year. Yes. And, that's, and I knew, moved home. I mean, you threatened to burn down your house. Like the, it was the crazy. details of it. I, that's why I think it's so profound. Cause I'm like, Oh shit. Like I know a little more of the details. Check out our other episodes. And we I think about I'd it. wanted to leave, but yeah. you're right. It was that darkest moment where yes. the truth came out and I had to follow it or I had to accept a, a, a period of time of deep depression. And I just, I'm so glad I left, I, you know, I think of in, um, instinct like, a almost how like because in the Amazon, for example, mm -hmm. the indigenous tribes, you can like, there's trees and shit and fucking animals and insects and like crazy plants, but they can run, sprint through the woods. Okay? Without like and touching without anything? Without, maybe they get brushed with leaves or whatever, but they can jump and hop. And look, yes. Look, where it's like almost like their mind is like all the way forward and they're seeing things before it's even happening so yeah. they can dodge it. It's amazing. So they're so tapped into it. And also they've been generation by generation been there in that right. spot but um but yeah that's what i think of it as it's like you 
you just move into it without any resistance. You already know what's going to come and you know that it's the right move. Just let it go. You just got to let go of the reservations and just go with it. And yeah, I just, I think it's important. I also think instinct in terms of like making smaller decisions, um, but no decision is small. If you're honestly having to think and weigh both sides, there is a right choice for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate when people say there's no wrong choice. That's not true. Mm. Um, so it's so funny and stupid and easy. But if you are between two choices, if you are even between two choices, again, the answer is probably clear. But flip the coin. If you are thinking about moving to California or moving to Texas and you flip the coin and it lands on Texas and you're not elated, then that you need to move to California. Like, again, mm. I said earlier, and it doesn't have to be a hell yes. Like it's okay to, to still make a choice because it's a yes, but that might not be bottom of the pit. This is my animalistic response. Like this is what I have to do or I'm not going to survive, mm-hmm. but it could be, where do I move next? follow your instinct, like flip the coin, Mm -hmm. tell someone, make a decision about something. And if you tell someone and put it out in the world and then you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to do that. Then make the other choice. Like, I just think it's really important to test ourselves and it can be as simple as flipping a coin. Totally. Like the end with the instinctual thing, like sometimes, um, it doesn't feel like that. It, it feels like you should do that, but it's like the coming out thing. Yeah. It, but you're like, oh, like my body was like, I was like tearing up. I couldn't even get myself to think about it. Even though I didn't even press the camera, turn it on or film it mm-hmm. or anything. I was just thinking about it. I'm like tearing up. I'm like, oh my God. And uh, that is um, a f- good feeling too. A good feeling in the sense of like, it maybe that's the direction you should go. It like was the, uncomfortable. Like, yes, it was extremely. cathartic. Yeah, but- there is, you can feel it. Like yes. you can feel a difference between the uncomfortable because it's bad for you and uncomfortable yes. because it's a moment of growth and you might be giving up a past life. Like there are certain choices we make in this life that once you open that door, you can't go back for sure. And I love that. Yeah. I love yes. that uh, for sure. Yeah. Cause you can't there. Yeah. Like moving like- to San Diego, like we expanded our business. We announced it. We told our family and friends and we put it out in the world and we had to do it. And then you do it and then you move somewhere and you choose and you're like, I'm here. And I paid thousands of dollars to get my pod here and yeah. all the other stupid fucking shit that goes into moving. But it's like, there is going back. You can always go back, but there's no going back. Like, and it feels so right. Like it was a choice. Like I had a business there. We talked about this in the moving episode, but yeah there was an instinct that I had to get out of there and I had to go here and it wasn't even bad there. It's just, my heart felt like something would be better here and look at it now. I'm so happy. I love where we live. I don't regret it all choosing this weird ass town, even (laughs) though there's no one here and who is here is, has at least six cars in the front of their driveway. And I yell at them publicly about it. No, I actually love the people I've met here. Yeah. I was talking to Ben and I was talking to one of my other friends from the city, from Seattle. And I really enjoyed living here because it's given me an opportunity to connect with people who are very similar to me, but present very differently, who grew up with less, um, like maybe superficial things that they care about. They care a little bit less about presentation and backed intuition. Part of things that you take in when you're judging a person is how they look, how they talk, their cadence, what they talk about, how they smell, everything. And you get this intuition. In the past, 
wrongly, I've definitely had an intuition that I wouldn't be friends with certain people if they don't dress like I dress, if they don't care about looking modern or, you know, fashionable or whatever. And don't look at me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know? Yes, you know? that's a good point. A good I've point. just me. really loved it. It's been really eye-opening to me that people like you come in all shapes and sizes and packages shapes I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I fucking love it. It's just, yeah. it's been good for me for sure. I wouldn't have, I'm, I, I don't think I even was very superficial, but I'm a lot less superficial now. Yeah. I mean, I, I never got a superficial vibe from you. You have a bougie vibe exteriorly, but you don't really, you don't judge people based on any, I mean, you can tell when someone's like, oh, I don't judge. I don't see color. I don't do that. Oh my and gosh, you can yeah. see just by the way they talk, by the way they like look at people that they judge, but you don't actually judge, no. but you do like Audi cars and SUV, like a pearl white Audi SUV. I love my car. Yes. But I just, I never judge, but yeah. I, I never really thought the opportunity was there for me to be close to someone who didn't like maybe... And I'm t when I say look, I'm talking like fashion sense, like yes. the kind of clothes we wear. And I don't wear like big name brands or anything like that. But just you wear the same kind of uniform as your group of people. Yes. And I like how I look. I like, you know, how I present myself. I like my furniture. You know, people here probably don't have the velvet couch. Purple, lavender, purple, probably Maybe not. Maybe not. But they're just, they are so similar to me. And yes. I just, that's been really good for me because I followed my intuition in a judgy way. And yes. so maybe I wasn't following my intuition before. Maybe I was just using what I thought I knew in my head. And so it's been really nice. And I think I've, I'm get I'm getting the chance to like explore who I am outside of the parameters of what I've known as society. For sure. Mine, I, I, for sure. Moving here was an intuitive, um, kind of feeling of staying here because the aesthetic of a mountain town is like nice and cute. It also fits you though. And it also fits me well. I do well. think I do you the fit the, I think you fit here. Yes. In every way. Yes. And I've not been this close with people, even politically in like, not politically because political, polit, it's not some. I'm learning from you that it's like, it's outside of politics. The politics show like what you're, who you are what you're it thinking just forces of. you to define things define it things. makes you answer questions that are hard to answer sometimes. and then but then i'm listening to them and a lot of times that they're different politically they still believe the lesson i'm learning is they, they still believe in like human rights they it's skewed in their perception but it's not the same as mine so i'm like it gave me a lot of comfort like knowing that they're it's like it seems like different on paper, but you, their ideas are different. And exteriorly, stuff didn't really matter to me how they look or present or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was just like what's going on in their head. And sometimes they present like, oh, this house has the same vibe. I love the way this looks. And then you sit down and talk to them. And you're like, oh. And I guess I just assume like, yeah. because like the mountain vibe is not my vibe that everyone who lived in that way was opposite of me. And yes. so I'm, I think this has been a really good practice in again, honing that intuition because I'm bringing more people into my repertoire that will help me understand humanity a little yes. bit better. Yeah, like yeah. I'm interacting and becoming friends with people that I wouldn't have before. Not because I thought they were bad people, but because I was like, oh, I don't think we'd have that much in common. Yeah, You know, it's, it's <laughs> more that, and it's like, oh, we have so much in common and I'm just really enjoying these new friendships I'm making which is why I think I really want to do that friendship episode next. Hell yeah. Because I'm so happy and I just feel like all of my friendships in life right now are the ones that 
my heart told me from the beginning, like, oh, I love them. Yes. Like they're best friends of mine that I'm like, I loved the day I met them. They're still in my life, like yes. 12 years later. And there are other friends. I was like, oh, they were really fun. We should hang out again. Yes. And then I was like, oh, they were kind of mean to that person. Oh, they're kind of negative all the time. Oh, but we've now become friends and we've done, you know, 10 things together. And we've been at every birthday for the last six years. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. But I do feel like I'm finally in a place where everyone close in my life, I really think, I really think, I really do. Like, I'm like, oh, these are the people I had a good heart gut feeling about. From the and beginning. now going forward, I want to save myself the pain of jumping into bed, as they say, with people who maybe don't make me feel that secure. Totally. You know? Hell yes. So it's important. It's important to trust yourself. Yes. That's, I think that's, a, I was going to say that earlier is that's building that intuition is you got to trust yourself. And you can get out of stuff. If yes. things halfway through don't feel good, get out, you know, do it. You're not a failure for not having sensed it at first. You're stronger for figuring it out and leaving. Yes. I think there's one other thing I want to touch on. Yes. Before we go into our listener segment yes. of a, a, a little batch of stories. Um, Intuition is not being afraid of like flying, I think. And that's yeah. something I've had to understand as someone with anxiety. So I do want to touch on this. I'm afraid of flying, even if there's no trip planned. Yes. It makes me anxious to think about. I think about terrorism. I think about, you know, someone having a gun or hijacking the plane, all of that. I think about the plane crashing and falling out of the sky. Yes. So when I go to the airport and I have a trip coming up and I've started traveling a lot more and I've. I've had to logically talk myself out of what I think is intuition yes. because being afraid that someone's going to bomb the plane every time you fly is not a gut feeling that you should follow. If you have a feeling like not to go on a trip with a certain group of people that you can consider intuition, right? Like your body's telling, you no. but if you're just afraid of flying, that's not an excuse to never fly. For like sure. if you're afraid, even when it's not in front of you, then that's not intuition. You just have anxiety. Yes. So I just want to put that out there. Like people are like, oh, I had a bad feeling about this concert. I'm not going to go. Well, no shit. We've had a million mass shootings at concerts. I'm also scared of it. And yeah. that's reason enough to not go. For but sure. just say that and acknowledge it. Like, hey, I don't really want to go out until, you know, our gun policies are safer at like a pride event. You know, just say yes. that. But that's not really your gut feeling. That is completely like evidence-based of like, Hey, this has happened or it's irrational, like a plane falling out of the sky, but you're just scared of it. So just be wary. Oh, Don't stop yes. your life because of like quote unquote intuition when you're, it's just, that's anxiety friends. Oh, get for medicated, sure. And get a maybe, therapist. um, racism. I've had people in Massachusetts cause it's so what? close to Wait, new, what? It, some people that are from New Hampshire go to Massachusetts and okay. they're like, I got a bad feeling racism? about this. I got a bad feeling about these people coming in right now. And it's a group of, it's like a black family. Like where? In New like Hampshire. Like at a restaurant? Yeah. What like context like, are you talking about? In, in that that kind of setting, just a normal setting where you're like, mm, I don't know about them. I don't know about them. Oh yeah, and that's it's racism. Like, that's for sure. Or, or like a woman coming in with a hijab on. It's like, oh... Mm -mm, I got a bad gut feeling about oh, this shut the one. Fuck up. Yes, you're that's right. what I'm saying. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. Be yes, very yes. wary. And there's situations like that where maybe we, you know, in it's our version bias. of it, yes, bias, Racism. where you think it's a, a, a gut feeling. 
Maybe not. No, you're just a dick. You're just, maybe you just like have a weird preconceived notions. I didn't yeah, want to say that. Yeah, that's a really fair point. No, yeah. that's really good. So I think there are a few things when it comes to relationships, trips with people, jobs, moving. We didn't get super into jobs, um, but you know when you have a bad boss or you know when you need to leave. Just trust yourself. Leave. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, there's yeah. always, it'll work out. But um, yes, uh, planes crashing, Bombings happening at big stadiums, Racism. thinking that a black person walking down the street across from you, that's not a gut feeling. You got problems. You, you should get help. Yeah. So let's just clear that up. <laughs> yes. There you go. That's our end statement. Don't be a racist. Can I get do a therapy. plug? Yeah. Okay. Before we do listeners, this is my plug. Um, obviously, I'm a wedding planner. So I was talking to The Knot and Wedding Wire for... Anyone listening that's heard of that, which is pretty much anyone who's engaged, been married or getting married, they're like the biggest uh, website that you can do for your wedding registry and whatnot. Mm -hmm, so it's a company cute. everyone knows you do wedding planning through it. And then like vendors like myself can advertise on it um, and get like reviews and whatnot. So it's great. It's it's just a wedding resource. So I set up a call this morning to get a profile set up three mm -hmm. years later. Oops. Um and they asked me as a business owner during this, like, I don't know, consult, if I would accept all weddings. And I was mm -hmm. like, hell yeah. Like I'd marry three people if I could, <laughs> <That's a ruffle. laughs> you know, I'll do whatever. And he goes, okay, great, great, great. And I was like, yeah, like it, anyone, all sexes, you know, religions, orientation. I don't, I don't care. Sure. You know, it was just a question. And I was like, let me make sure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yep. And he said, well, that's great. And if you had said no, we would like have to put a cold stop to the call and they won't advertise for anyone or let anyone pay to advertise that won't accept everyone. Whoa. Which I thought was so cool. And Very he told cool. me. And what is, it, what is it called again? The Knot and Wedding Wire. So Zola, you better be the same. I don't know. But they that was so cool to me. And he said that he was talking to someone literally yesterday who 30 minutes into the call said, he actually won't service the LGBTQ community. And the guy said, oh, well, you're not a fit for us. Bye. Whoa. I thought that was amazing. Very cool. I thought that was great because they go really heavy on pride. Like it's rainbows and men kissing and women kissing everywhere and yeah. women in suits and men in dresses or, you know what I mean? Like just they find the most fun editorial, like gay weddings and mm -hmm. kind of splash it everywhere. And I fucking love it. But until today, I didn't have like a personal confirmation that oh. they weren't just like queer baiting yes. or performative. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So if you are a couple use them again. I don't actually know about Zola cause I didn't talk to them, but wedding wire and not are safe, Heck open, yeah. accepting Heck places. Yes. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I just thought I would call it out. Yes, totally. To I love that. That was really good. I thought it was awesome. Yes. Okay. So a little listener mm -hmm. segment. Would you, Why don't you start? Okay. Why don't you start oh and my share? God. Okay. So with, since we're talking about a little bit of like, um, it, it kind of was a little paranormal almost like we were talking about like this, Mm, you know esoteric topic ish with the intuition and all that so we're like let's talk about paranormal stuff like mm -hmm. what's a let's creepy a story further. what's this creepy story that people have been in so my mom put a <laughs> ivanette ivanette thank she's you our biggest for being fan. our supporter yes so she um can I tell you before you started, yeah. she responded in the little answer box yes. on Instagram and just started going. And I don't know when it cut her off, but yeah. it does cut you off on those answer boxes. And I could tell she was riled up and then oh, it just, yeah. the story went blank. So what you're about to tell me is, the rest. is new to me. I have oh. no idea. So I'm ready, Ivanette. I've been waiting for this story. Oh my God. Okay. So 
my mom okay. got um, what she says is possessed by a demon when she was younger. Fabulous. Which is <laughs> fabulous. fabulous. And so <laughs> exorcisms happen all throughout the world. Yes. With no people, with no internet connection, with no nothing, no outside influences. So for some reason, this is, I'm not saying it's real. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying, but for some reason, this is something that happens all the time. There is some crazy people that film them and like make a ton of money off it. But there is a- Like exorcisms are a, a ritual a real, in a lot of cultures. In a lot of cultures. In a, all, and all is it religions. all, so I know it's Catholic. Is it all different religions? Protestantism, evangelicals. Okay. Is it just a Christian thing though? Um, Muslim cultures really? have it too. They yeah, do. I forget the name of de- what the demons what are it's called. called. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, I didn't realize that. I yes. did think that was just like a Christian person thing. No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So um, when my mom was, I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this, but- she was younger. She was a early teens. And she was Christian? Chris, well, they just started become like going to church and like they had a Bible in their house for a while. And <laughs> they like had a Bible my girl, in their yeah, house. like my grandma and her would go to church service together. Okay, um, I was just curious, like yes. what her background with religion was when Before this happened. That, they were just like Catholic, like non practicing Catholics. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, okay. So she. Uh, so she had a night terror. She woke up in the mo- not a night terror. It was a morning terror. I guess she woke up screaming like crazy one morning it was her early teens and she told she like just like started screaming for her mom to not leave her alone don't leave her alone don't leave her alone so she just um would be with her mom i guess like for you know as close to her as possible physically in the same room as much as they could together um it took about 30 days for this whole um it took about 30 old days and 24 hours a day. Someone was just like watching over her, like, like we're nonstop because she would just do crazy things out of character. If you meet my mom, she's very, you know, okay. normal. Like you know. what? Yeah. She, so one thing she did was, um, she, she was just like brushing her hair in front of the mirror. And then she said her face in the mirror turned into like this scary face and she dropped everything. And she started screaming as loud as she could. Like, <laughs> Oh and my then god! Passes out, and what? this would happen. Also, uh, and this actually happens a lot with people that are like quote unquote possessed by demons. Is they'll pass out um, um, after like a fit, like an episode. Yeah, an episode. Okay. And then um, another um, another kind of anecdotes things that she was talking. One day, and she was washing the dishes one day, and, and she's this is all there. during that month. This yes. is like okay. And so her grandma, um, her my grandma, her mom was there in the room in the kitchen. She's washing dishes, and then all of a sudden, like immediately all these crazy thoughts start coming in her head she's like i'm gonna fuck this whole place up i'm gonna shatter these dishes i'm gonna start cutting myself i'm gonna what do all the these fuck? things okay and then oh she my started God. screaming and i'm um, telling her mom and she started telling her mom all this stuff what and um she um you know having a fit and all this stuff and then passes out again okay and then um this guy ended up past her really down to earth non-judgmental she was super embarrassed by it she didn't want her, her mom to tell anyone she was just like this is my teenage years and like i'm be it's being wasted on oh my gosh okay so possessed yeah, by what a demon ha- okay and so that's what they thought they all like yes, agreed that, that was the that was the consensus okay it was not mental health they didn't think it was no no this was yeah this is a tiny mountain town in okay. brazil with a church and they lived out in you know the middle and of after it was resolved has she ever had anything like this happen again no well then maybe maybe um yeah, maybe it was a demon it to- maybe and um so um she humiliated um oh so then she started 
they started contacting a pastor that was really chill. They would come in, he would come in and talk a little bit and start going through things with her and then he would leave. And then one day, um, her, I, but she wouldn't have a fit in front of him. So then one day, um, her mom was like, okay, it's time for us to read the Bible. They would do it like once or twice a day. And then my mom was just like immediately got super angry. She's like, no, no, no. And then she, and she was young. She was a fucking little girl. And she slammed on the counter and the Bible flipped over and fell on the ground. And my grandma was like, oh shit. Okay. We got to call the pastor now. Oh my so then she started, um, so the pastor came over immediately, dropped everything, what he was doing. And they fasted for about three days in, or 48 hours. Fasted, no food, no nothing, just water and prayed like just the whole time. And eventually, um, exercised the demon out of her eventually i don't know what that looks like did she go but, into that what the exorcism was like um no well it was just like again prayer. prayer and then her arguing back and stuff like that it's just like a little bit what the movie did she feel it totally leave blunt. her did she th- feel she a presence out. leave yes. her she passed again out. yeah so she and passed then, out multiple times during this whole a whole month episode or, oh two months or two yeah and um yeah and it never happened but she did talk about it she owned my mom's so good with not like fucking trauma dumping on her kids in childhood yeah like, she never talked about it until we were like at least 16 or 17 until okay, she started talking about it yes fun well <laughs> but you know not very, everyone can say they've been possessed by like, a devil i know and like specifically stuff like that where she was like over the my the weirdest part was she was like doesn't talk or think like that at all but she's like i'm gonna fuck this place up i'm gonna i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna cut myself up with these dishes like and then she was fine and then she passed out and she would wake up and be fine because usually it's just like the beginning of a mental illness or something and my mom never showed any signs of like yeah, she would get Ivana angry if she got, they it, like, got the a, devil out of yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And it's not, and it's funny in Christianity, it's not the devil. People say that all the time. It's a demon because in hell, there's a ton of different demons and Satan is the leader of all of it, but he's also tied up in hell. So he can't do anything. So he has to send his minions. Logically, in, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's more just like interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in Catholicism, it's kind of just like Satan. Yeah. And he can take many forms, but it's like one evil. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fun. Well, Ivanette, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> She's great now, actually. <laughs> She's actually it's, amazing. Yeah. Um, I just asked on the stories, other than paranormal stuff, just any incidences of like the happy accidents or following your intuition or whatever, just to hear some inspiring things for anyone who needs to get, I don't know. To leave him, to break up with the guy, to break up with the job. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I think that's what is helpful. This is the real life application of intuition. It's like yes. getting yourself out of situations you know you shouldn't be in. Yes. Um, After a little exorcism break there. Beautiful. <laughs> really just scary. Terrifying. Yeah, really scary. I just don't know how to take it, you yeah, know? Yeah, because you're living out in the middle of fucking nowhere. No, there's no saving. You can't call the police. No, that's really You can't. You jarring. can't kill this or you can't arrested or you can't have it re- be removed from court or buy it out you can't do anything it's no it's crazy. really weird yeah anyways anyways um one of the responses we got was really interesting um and this was more just a happy accident one of those things where it's like it wasn't because of a feeling it just happened that way but saved the person's life which i think a lot of people have had that situation but um Someone's dad, their best friend, missed the second flight for 9-11. Oh, you know, shit. That was one of the responses. So 
no one who got on that flight did anything wrong. I think that's the, that's the hard part about being a survivor of something like that. Cause like he was supposed to be on the flight. He had a ticket for that flight. He can never make that go away, but he didn't get on that flight and yeah. he didn't die, but that does affect you. For and sure. like, you're so grateful that you're alive, but also like survivor's guilt. So I thought that was really interesting. It wasn't because of a feeling it was because they missed their flight. Yeah. It was that easy. Yeah. It was the second flight out. Um, and it was just like, that's not even intuition or instinct. It's that, it's Happy that accent. other, yeah, it's that other thing we can't define, yeah. you know? So it's really, it's, it is just a coincidence, I guess. It's yeah. just I don't really like in Christianity where they would be like, God blessed, blessed them. No, because then the other people who passed away in it's 9-11, like God's like, no, fuck them. Bad, fuck exactly. Them. No, I don't like, I don't that, like yeah. that either. So it's just, it's one of those things. It, it happened. Or they had a higher purpose than no, these other people. No, it's just, it happened. And those are the facts. Uh -huh. Like that. So it's just really weird response we got. So I was yeah. like, okay. Whoa. That's interesting. trippy. Scary. Yes. And a lot to go through. Yeah. You know? Oh my um, God. And then another one was moving following your instinct on moving. Mm -hmm. You never look back. My husband has a story about moving when he initially moved to Seattle from San Diego six years ago. And we met right after he moved right after I dropped out of college. Um, he had come or he'd gone to Seattle and he had bought the wrong plane ticket back. So he had an extra day in Seattle and he was really between like staying in San Diego where he just lost a job and like had a breakup and just like staying and kind of, you know, making it work or moving to Seattle. And so he went to a Mariners game, the baseball game there and said, whoever wins, I'm going to move. And the Mariners won. And you guys, if you don't know the Seattle Mariners, they never win. They are oh. probably one of the worst baseball teams like to ever exist. I can't lie to you. Like the Seattle <laughs> Shout Mariners. Shout out to the Mariners. <laughs> the Seattle Mariners. There's like, there's a Twitter page. Did the Mariners win? And like every week it's no. No, no, it's so Hell funny. Yes. So he went to this game and Padres, I think, I think they're going like big this year. Guys, don't quote me, but I think they're a better team. So he, they Mariners won. And then when he was in Pike Place Market, he saw fucking Orca whales, which are like one of his favorite things. He and his wow. mom love whales. I have lived in Seattle. I had lived in Seattle for 27 years. Never seen an Orca whale like in the Bay, wow. never in Puget Sound. So that was really cool. And he just followed his instinct. He like put a little bit of a litmus test on it, you know, but it was like, Let oh, I'm moving. Yes. So I thought that was cool. But like, if they hadn't won, would he still have moved, you know, but yeah. he, but it did. And it worked out. So that's another like happy accent. You can't really fully call it his intuition, Yes. but here he was. Yes, and then we met a week there. after, like we met and we're married and have a baby. So that's cool. Like our, the way we met feels very like if we wouldn't have both made these huge life changes, we would never have been together. Aww. So I love that. I know so that's cute. But Happily yes, moving was a response we got from people. Just go. Yes. It's the best, like for sure. I didn't know shit. Yeah. I didn't know shit. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing on paper. Same thing. My dad's like, you don't have to pay rent here. You don't have to do anything. You have right. a job already. Why are you leaving? You have your music equipment here. You have nothing there. I'm like, bye. But you just knew. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. And then one other we got was for people who need to leave the guy. Someone responded very simply just saying, leaving my ex. It was the best thing that happened to me. And the prompt was, what have you followed your gut on that you're so glad you did? Yeah. Pretty easy prompt. And I just asked them to like elaborate and they said that they just kept getting a ton of reminders from the universe that it was time 
for them to move cities and to move on from that toxic relationships and to leave all the friendships that they had built in a city that never felt like home. Um, And they said it can be hard when your head and heart tell you two very different things, but your gut, but what your gut tells you, like it doesn't lie. And they said their intuition was so strong. They literally just up and left and life became a breath of fresh air again. The shackles were released, released and the universe gave them guidance to know where they belonged as much as they had tried to ignore it. And so this person who had messaged us, um, you know, I think they're giving credit to like the universe, which you can call the intuition, the universe, you know, you can, however you want to take it or whoever you want to give credit to, but, uh, they were engaged. This was someone who was engaged. This was not just boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, they left a bad engagement and they're so happy. Um, they just, yeah, they just That's ended crazy. it publicly. It was a public, you know. And sometimes, yeah. And it, but it was good. Yes. And sometimes you know the answer. Maybe this like is maybe like a psychological explanation for it. Sometimes you know the answer yourself and you're like, I'm going to wait for signs. And then your mind will show signs subconsciously that yeah. give you that okay. So open it, yourself up for that. Yes. Because maybe it's not you know, whatever, if we're scientifically explain it, maybe literally the universe isn't placing things in your thing, but maybe your mind is showing you the answer that you know to be true. And it's probably also showing you that things will be okay. Like I know this person, um, we, you know, I know a little bit more of the story. I kind of dove in, but I think that ending was what matters, you know, but you know, they, it was months of waiting for an answer. And I think in that time, the universe or yourself or whatever it is shows you that it will be okay. You know, that it's going to be fine. Ending an engagement is never as bad as marrying the wrong person. Um, So just, I hope this was kind of, it wasn't super deep and it wasn't super lighthearted today, but I think if you're, if you need clarity, uh, there's no one you should trust more than yourself. Yes. That is the best quote ever. Yeah. You, you, we gotta start learning to trust ourselves, whatever that looks like. We need to learn how to trust ourselves and find, maybe start with finding places where you didn't trust yourself mm-hmm. and you kind of, you know, screwed yourself over because, or you knew something and you, you still did the opposite, you know, find reflecting on your past behavior yes. to kind of see where you need to improve. And yes, but what's gone wrong because yes. you haven't listened. And I will say though, yeah. second to following your gut, because trusting yourself really means trusting your instincts. That's yes. what we're talking about. Your intuition, not all the excuses you can make. Cause I make yes. excuses for people all the time, really all the time. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm just so annoyed with anyone who's incompetent and I usually have a feeling and then they're incompetent. However, um, Listen to your friends too. I think that's another takeaway and that'll be a good transition into Mm -hmm. next week. If you have good friends. If you have good friends. And I was lucky enough that I have some incredible friends despite some less than incredible friends that I've had to like cut ties with. Um, Sometimes your friends know you better than you know you and can see when your light's being dimmed or can see when you're always stressed or always talking about something. Sometimes like if you if you're not listening to yourself, if your friends tell you something and you're like, Oh my God, I kind of had a feeling, even if you don't admit it, listen to your friends. They do love you. And people are not just like break up with them or just quit your job because they don't care. They're saying it with a lot of intention. They see you in a way that you can't necessarily see yourself in that moment. doesn't mean they're right, but doesn't mean that they're wrong. So just consider it. (laughs) Yes. 
and because I haven't before and I've regretted because I didn't listen to myself and mm. I didn't listen to my friends. So who the fuck was I listening to? That's true. Oh, shit. That's all. That's all we have, folks. Okay, well, thanks for listening, y'all. Cue the outro music. Bye. Bye. We love you. Mwah. Comment and like and subscribe and all that jazz. Please. Bye. Follow us on YouTube at Too Long Didn't Listen. Follow us on Instagram at Too Long Didn't Listen Pod. And follow us on TikTok at Too Long Didn't Listen Pod. Please make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you to our producer, Ilya. Thank you for our artwork, Morgan. And thank you for the music, Kai Music. You better listen, bitch.